Let's talk about influencer money. This has been a highly requested topic and will be covered in the next two episodes this one and the one to be released next Monday. Mr. D, my husband, and I sit down to discuss influencer taxes, chasing payments from brands, how to save money, how to budget, and how to invest your hard earned money so that it can double over time. Welcome to the Full Time Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Lee, and I'll be sharing industry knowledge and social media tips through weekly interviews with established creators and QA sessions. Our goal is to help you decode social media, become a full time influencer, and do what you love for a living. Let's dive in. Hello, creators. Today we have a special guest with us. In fact, a repeat guest. It is my husband, Mr. D. Yay! <laughs> Wait, how am I a repeat? I've only been on here once. That is a repeat. You've、oh. been here once before. Oh, okay, okay. So, Mr. D is actually very qualified to talk about this topic. Can you tell us about your background? I spent about 15 years working in the financial services field.、Um, Raising money, investing money, and、uh, I also help you with all your financial、uh, aspects of your business、He、and、does. also the legal side. Yes, yes, very much so.、Um, Mr. D is、uh, someone, not just someone who has experience working in the financial industry, but also someone who is deeply obsessed with saving money and talking about how to invest your money and all of that. So I think he is kind of the perfect guest for this. Episode. All right. Before we begin, though, I think it's very important to make a disclaimer.、Uh, we won't be covering how to make more money per se. This is the basics of how to manage and secure your money. And also, this is not financial advice. Very, very, very important. You need to do your own research before investing your money or putting it anywhere. And also, if you need tax advice, Please consult a tax specialist. We will, of course, be sharing with you、uh, some of our own experience with taxes and、um, some of our knowledge, but it's very important that you consult a tax specialist because, depending on where you are based, depending on your expenses, your company structure, it can be very, very different. All right? So, with that disclaimer out of the way, let's begin. Also, this is predominantly for US, right? Yes, actually, that's a very good point, too. Our experience with paying taxes or、uh, getting paid is in the US as an influencer. And I know that most people listening are based in the US, but I know there's also a lot of international listeners. So, for those who aren't based in the US, please also make sure to research、uh, the laws in your area, to consult a tax specialist in your area. But a lot of the concepts we'll be talking about today is going to apply across the globe. So, Um, yes, let's begin. So, first, we're going to talk about、uh, company structures, a little bit about taxes, what can you expense, and health insurance as a freelancer. Then, we'll talk about how to allocate your income, how to budget, how to save money, and also invest any money you have saved. And then, lastly, we'll share also what we invest in ourselves, how we allocate our money, and some final words, I guess. Okay. <laughs> so, as influencers, as content creators, our income can often be very irregular. 
and we don't always know when the next paycheck is coming in. Um, I know that many people actually don't have a company structure set up. However, I do did have a company structure set up from the beginning before I even made any money, and this was due to Mr. D's advice. Can you explain to us why it's best to have a company structure set up, and then what type of structure should we set up for taxes and、yep. expenses? So. There's really two reasons for the company structure.、Uh, the first reason for the company structure is so that you can protect yourself from debt or lawsuits. It's very rare for an influencer、yeah. to come across this, but generally that's why companies create、uh, these structures to protect themselves. Do you mean like if you were to get sued and then you have a lot of debt and then you go bankrupt, you、that's、can then、right. declare the company as bankrupt, but you won't have to pay for the debt. That's right. So what you do is that if, for some reason, let's say you're on a shoot, and、um, something really bad happens, and your company gets sued for this, somebody can go after your company, and they might win like a multiple million dollar lawsuit against your company, but you personally are not on the、liable. hook and、right. not liable. So what you could do is that you have. Money set aside personally in your personal bank account that is safe from this, whereas the money in the company would not be safe and it would be subject to this lawsuit.、Mm-hmm. So it's one way to again protect your own personal money、yeah. rather than the company's money. So、uh-huh. you can kind of divide it into two. So we. So the second thing, the reason why you set up a company structure is、yeah. also for taxes. If you don't have a company structure, typically you cannot expense your.、Um. Um, Your business, business.、Uh, expenses、mm-hmm. on your tax form. Yeah. So the two reasons are really to protect yourself from debt、um, and lawsuits, and then the other reason is so that you can deduct expenses.、Mm-hmm. So from the beginning, I had an LLC set up, and this is called a limited liability company. And you recommended that I set this up. And from our knowledge, most small businesses, freelancers have an LLC set up.、Um, it's just one of the most popular ones. But for certain states, you could consult、uh, a lawyer or a tax specialist、um, because it could be different depending on your income level and、uh, how you. Expense and then how you file your taxes. All right, but for us, we have an LLC. Correct. And just to make it clear, LLC is a legal entity、uh, to define your company type as a legal entity. And other terms like S corp and C corp are to、uh, define tax type. And those are terms that we won't be covering in this particular episode because we are not tax experts, and quite frankly, I actually don't know like why an S corp and whatever. So we're not qualified to talk about that. If you have questions about S corp or C corp, definitely consult a tax、uh, specialist or lawyer. Now you talked about the importance of having an LLC to protect your personal money versus your business money. Does that mean that in order to run a business, I have to create a business bank account, or do I need a business bank account to create an LLC? It's definitely preferred that if you have a LLC or a company, you have a separate business bank account.、Um, you don't want to mix your business funds with your personal funds. It gets very complicated when. 
you have to do your accounting or when you have to calculate all those numbers for taxes. What if I'm not making a lot of money yet? Yeah, if you're just a small、uh, startup, it's、uh, it's okay. You know, it's very unlikely that the government will chase such a small business or small startup.、Um, if you don't have any debt collectors after you, it's probably okay. If you also don't have any up Coming lawsuits, it's、uh, likely okay. But again, these are not legal advice. Yeah, it's just ultimately best to have a separate business bank account because, after all, that is the purpose of having an LLC, right? To protect what is、uh, in your personal bank account away from that business bank account. And so, if anything bad happens, only the stuff in your business bank account will get taken. And if you don't separate that, then they yes, can come, take everything. They can come after your personal bank account. So on this topic of bank accounts, if I、uh, work with a brand, then I can, if I don't have a business bank account, I can just have the brand wire me money to my personal bank account for now. And then when I'm filing my taxes, I just state how much. Uh, X brand paid me. That's okay. Yeah, yeah.、Um, I've definitely seen others do that. Yeah. What about PayPal? Do you know if I need a separate PayPal business account? So it, you know, if you want to do it correctly, and if you're a growing business, you certainly should. But again, if you're just starting off、um, and you don't want the headache, it's perfectly fine. Okay. And when I have money that comes into my business account. Am I able to transfer that money whenever I want into my personal account? Yes, you can transfer it at any point from your business to your personal. Okay, and it's then, called a dividend from your business to your personal. As long as I pay taxes on the money I put into my personal account. Yep, at the end of the year. Okay, so for me,、um, I think the immediate. Use of having an LLC was to expense things,、um, so that I can reduce my taxes. So I'm not very in tune with my finances. Mr. D actually does all of my taxes, and then we outsource to a tax specialist. Can we talk a little bit about what kind of expenses we can expense for tax returns? Yeah. So any business expenses can typically be expense on your tax forms,、um, and these things do change pretty frequently. But the the most standard things are like travel expenses, or meals, or equipment, or、um, sometimes even clothing. So I think there are some expenses that are very straightforward. That clearly is a business expense. Like, oh, my camera gear. I have to use my camera gear to take photos in order to keep this business running, right? My right. phone, right? In order to post on Instagram. But what about things like when I'm driving to a place and that's not for a business reason?、Ooh. Can I expense the entirety of my car? No, you should technically only expense a portion of it. Yeah, same with your office space, right? That's right. If your home space is your office space, you can only expense the part that you strictly a hundred percent use as your office space. That's right. Yes. So we actually calculated our square footage of my office in、yep. order to、um, expense our home expenses, our rent、mm-hmm. uh, before when we were renting,、mm-hmm. to give you an idea. And then, what about food? Like, if you travel somewhere and you eat, if you take a photo with the food, can you expense that? Oh, this is tricky. There used to be a limit on. Per meal, and that limit changes all the time. So you definitely want to double check.、Oh. But、uh, as long as you do business、um, while you have this meal, you can expense it.
So、mm. if I am posting it onto Instagram to further my business, then that could potentially be expensed. That's correct, but definitely consult your tax <laughs> expert. But、yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. So it really depends on how directly correlated your activity is with your business,、Correct. right? So if my travels are directly to create content and to produce content for my page, or if I'm doing paid partnerships during that time,、mm -hmm. then that's definitely a much more justifiable expense. Same with any clothing that I will be. Uh, photographing.、Mm -hmm. If not all of my clothes are photographed, then I wouldn't include all of my clothing expenses. So it's not just like you're an influencer and like, oh, everything I spend money on that I enjoy, I can expense.、Right. No, that is not correct. You really have to differentiate between what you're spending that goes to your business and what is spending for your personal use. Yep. Also, you can remember that you can expense、uh, internet plans or、yes. mobile phone. Yeah. As long as you use, a, well, you want to expense the portion that you use for your business. So you typically would have to estimate what portion you use for your business versus personal and split、right. the two. I see. Okay, so I actually recently got Google Fi. It's、uh, the Google's phone plan and internet plan, and it allows me to use it all across the globe. So I can expense the majority of that, right? Yep. That's awesome. So my typical influencer expenses, other than what we just mentioned, like gear, like a phone plan, internet plan, and my home office, and some of my clothing and travels, I also have recurring software expenses that I have to pay for. For example, to host my email list, I use ConvertKit. If you have ever received emails from me,、um, I pay a monthly fee to ConvertKit. And that can be expense as well. I have several different software where I host my files, my Google Drive,、um, my Apple Storage. Those are all things that can be expensed. I also have、um, money that I spend on education, educating myself.、Mm -hmm. uh, like if I pay for any kind of coaching or courses,、That's、I、right. can expense that as well because that goes to furthering my career. So just to give you an idea. Of what some typical influencer expenses are. Sick and tired of posting reels that you spent hours creating just to see it flop? Need a tried and true formula so that you can finally get your first 10k, 100k, or even 1 million view reel? If this sounds like you, then you need to join the Reels Rocketship program. In this program, we teach you everything you need to know about going viral and growing with Reels, from how the algorithm works to how to convert those views into follows. We cover it all. Head to reelsrocketship.com or simply click the link in our show notes to join today and skyrocket your follower growth with Reels. Now that we have talked all about what you can expense as taxes.、Um, Can you actually explain to us what that means when you expense things as taxes? Does that mean that thing is free? Like, how does that work? So, how it works is that you have regular income coming in from brand partnerships. So, let's make it very simple.、Um, let's say the whole year you made a hundred thousand dollars through all of your sponsorships. Um, you don't get tax on the full hundred thousand dollars. There are expenses that you、um, incur 
throughout the year in order to achieve that $100,000. So let's say your expenses are about $25,000, right? Travel, meals, uh, equipment, software, everything, courses, everything, right? So now $100,000 less $25,000 is $75,000. So you are taxed on the $75,000. So your taxable income is $75,000. And uh, let's say if you're the percentage you have to pay is 30%, then you have to pay the government 30% of $75,000, which is $25,000. Correct. Yes. So basically what that means is the $25,000 that you spent, you essentially got a 30% discount. That's right. So if you buy a clothing at full price, $100, and you get to expense that clothing 100% uh, for your business, Mm -hmm. you essentially got it at $70, not because you got it at $70, but because you paid less taxes at the end of the fiscal year to the government. That's correct. Okay. I hope that was clear. A little technical. Yes, yes. But I just wanted to really make that clear because before I understood a financial uh, knowledge and all these things, I thought that when you expense something, it's free. I couldn't understand oh. why you get a discount on it. I was like, but how? How do you get a discount? Yeah. What does it mean to expense it? it so just, I had to explain that. It just means you pay less taxes to the government. You already paid for the item. You paid whatever price you paid for the item. It's just that at the end of the year... You, you pay less taxes. Correct. And therefore, you take more money home. That's right. Yes. So now that you have that knowledge, what are ways that we can reduce the amount of taxes we have to pay each year. There are really three ways to reduce your taxes. Yeah. The first is to increase your expenses, which reduces the profit that your business makes. Yes, but it also reduces the taxable income and therefore you get taxed less. Right. And then what's the second thing? The second thing is to move to a lower um, tax location. Okay. Um, That's... uh, so with just better tax laws, like if you lived in California, what is the state tax percentage? I think the state tax there is about 13%. But that de- depends on your income. But that depends on your income. But the highest is about 13%. Yeah. So if you make a lot of money in California, you have to pay up to 13% in state taxes in addition to 33% of federal taxes. But if you just move one state away to the neighboring Nevada state, you pay 0% in state taxes no matter what your income bracket is. And so you, if you made, you know, if you're like a big YouTuber and you make a million dollars in, in, at the end of the year, if you lived in California, you have to pay 400 and something K to taxes, assuming you have no business expenses. Okay. And if you move to Nevada, then you only have to pay 33% because you didn't have to pay that sta- state um, income tax. So you, you save like 100. over 100 K. Yeah. If your net income, your taxable income is a million dollars. What are some other states that have zero state tax? So Texas and Florida are the biggest. Yeah. So you'll see a lot of YouTubers who are based in California move out to Nevada. And you'll also see a lot of Instagrammers, influencers move from, let's say, New York to Florida or be based uh, in two different states as long as their main residence and the time they spend the most time in is in the state that is zero state tax. 
And if you want to learn a little bit more about this, you can just Google for Graham Stephens. He is a huge YouTuber who makes multiple millions a year with very little expenses, which means that he has to pay a lot in taxes. And for him to make the move from California to Nevada, he can already save, I think it was like $400,000 based on his income,、mm-hmm. uh, which is incredible. Just that 10, 13% that、yeah. saves him hundreds of thousands of dollars. And now that he's in Nevada, living costs are lower and so. There's less traffic apparently, but you can still go back and visit California. Yeah, yeah. So he talks a lot about that. If you're interested, you can definitely find out more there. And what if you are American, but you're looking to live abroad? What are some ways that you can save taxes or maybe destinations, countries that you can live in that will save you on taxes?、Um, popular places would be someplace like Singapore, Hong Kong, Dubai. They all have very low taxes. And I think Portugal. Portugal is also another one.、Um, there's actually a Instagram page called wanderers.wealth. She's a former tax lawyer, and now she helps digital nomads live overseas and helps them with their taxes. There's a lot of information on her page. We'll link that in the show notes. And for some like, basic information, if you live abroad for a certain number of days, your first $112,000 of income is tax free. That's right. And beyond that, you still have to pay the 33% of federal taxes. Even if you're not living in the United States. And that is a US citizen, US green card holder privilege that you have to pay taxes no matter where you go in the world. Now, if you're not a US citizen or you don't hold a green card like me, you can actually,、uh, depending obviously on your country's tax laws, but for Many, many countries,、mm-hmm. many, many citizens of other countries, you can base your company、mm-hmm. in a totally different country and pay near zero taxes.、Mm-hmm. So, for example, I know a big Canadian influencer who is, has his company based in Dubai.、Um, I know other people who have their companies based in Hong Kong、mm-hmm. and pay zero, near zero taxes. Of course, there's a lot of.、Um, Complications. There's a lot of complications, and there's certain criteria that you have to qualify in order to to take advantage of these tax laws. So that's just a way to save on tax money if you're not a US citizen or green card holder. But I would suggest that if you're just starting out,、um, don't focus on these things.、Yeah. It's It's focus on getting big first yes, before yes. you focus on the tax part. and Stress yourself out. Yes, in order to actually move somewhere to reduce your taxes, I would say at least be making over half a million dollars. That's when it really makes a critical difference. Because think about it if you were paying、uh, 13% in taxes of half a million dollars, then you can already take that money and rent another apartment in a totally different state and save on that money. And enjoy a different lifestyle, as an example. So, just to illustrate how you could reduce your taxes as an influencer. Yep. And then It, the third is really real estate. Oh. Are, yeah. There are concepts of depreciation、okay. that are too complex for this podcast, <laughs> but、um, 
Very smart, rich people use real estate to dramatically reduce their taxes. Yes, if you really want to learn more about this, I recommend you listen to "Rich Dad Poor Dad" by Robert Kiyosaki, and he has a series of books that talks about basically rich people taxes and how people can use real estate to continually pay zero dollars in taxes every single year. It's definitely outside of the realm of topic we're going to cover today, so we're going to move. On, <laughs> I think another common question that is asked by freelancers is health insurance. Do you have to pay for your own health insurance? Yeah, yeah, you do have to pay for your own health insurance as a yeah. freelancer. So when you are working for a corporation, usually health insurance is included. If you are a freelancer, you just have to make sure to take into account paying for health insurance. Of course. That's very different in every country, and in the U.S., it's very expensive.、Mm-hmm. Um, so make sure you take that into account. Or if you are under your family's plan,、That's、let's、right. say if your father or your husband is at a company where they have really good health insurance plans, then you can be under their health insurance. That's, I guess, that's a little hack you can do. That's right. Yeah. So when Mr. D had a full-time job, I. My health insurance was covered by him after we got married because he had this corporate job, and now I pay for both of our health insurances. Woo! <laughs> yeah, so we just pay out of pocket essentially. Actually, another question that I get asked a lot, maybe you can help me answer, is:、um, as freelancers, we get these W nine forms and ten ninety nine. I have no idea what that means. What is it for? Yeah.、Um, so the W nine form. Is, is for the U.S. is for the U.S. but it's kind of like a tax ID. It's a form that you, as the freelancer, fill out and you send it to the PR agency or the、um, brand so that they can claim you on their taxes. So the W nine form is for them, not necessarily for me. It's for them, correct. So what they do is they're like, "Oh, Tina, you worked with us this year, and we paid you a thousand dollars. That thousand dollars is our business expense,、yeah. so that we can reduce our income from our taxes, so that we can claim less taxes or、okay. pay less taxes." Yeah, yeah.、Um, And they need your ID that is in this W nine. Okay. And what about ten ninety nine? So the ten ninety nine is a form that the brand gives to you,、mm-hmm. um, and the brand is a, it's kind of like a receipt almost. It's to say, hey, you did work for us this year,、um, and we paid you a thousand dollars. Now with this ten ninety nine, you should also claim it on your tax form because we. As the brand will certainly claim it on our tax form, so that we can reduce our tax expenses. Okay. Okay. Does that、it's、make sense? Kind of. It's、yeah. it's just so complicated. It's just kind of like、um, it, one is an ID and the other one is a receipt. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Ten ninety nine is like a receipt. It's just kind of like a receipt. Okay. Yeah. To say, hey, don't forget about this、yeah. on your form. Yeah. And the W nine is to say, hey, can I have your ID so that we can make sure that we have the right person? Because、yeah. it has either your social security or your corporate ID number. Okay. So we hire a tax specialist to help us with our taxes,、mm-hmm. but we gather all of our expenses at. 
when we need to file these taxes and、mm-hmm. give it to them, right?、Yeah. Is it recommended that all freelancers and influencers, content creators, should have a tax accountant? Um, it's probably the best thing to do. Yes,、yeah. it, it it's actually pretty complicated for、yeah. freelancers because you have multiple sources of income coming in, so you have to make sure all of those are. Filled out correctly on、okay. your tax form, and then you also have multiple sources of expenses. So you also want to make sure that is filled out correctly.、Okay. So one hack is that if you learn about all of this, you have to do it yourself、mm. first, and then you also hire a tax specialist so they do it. Then you compare the two. If you guys get exactly the same numbers. Then maybe next year you don't have to hire them. That's、yeah. what I did once. Oh wow! Okay,、yes. I guess for people like me who hates to deal with numbers and finances, you would just hire an accountant and、yes. hope that they do a good job. That's、But、right. Do know that accountants make mistakes.、That's、We、right. have had tax accountants who have made mistakes, large sums mistakes. Yes, and even mistakes that cost us. You know,、yeah. penalty.、Mm-hmm. So it's very important to hire the right tax accountant and to not be like me and actually keep an eye on your <laughs> taxes and expenses. And also, how necessary it is to hire a tax accountant could also depend on how complicated your income streams are. If your money is coming in from, let's say, eight different income streams, which is not out of the question as a freelancer. You know, you could have brand partnerships. You could have digital product. Uh, income you could have affiliate income, ad income, and all of that stuff. Then it could help you to pay for a bookkeeper every month to help keep track of your business expenses,、mm-hmm. um, because it will make your tax filing a lot easier. Yeah, that's definitely something that we would recommend is to have a good place to keep track of the money coming in,、yeah. meaning your income from all your sources. And then the money going out、um, from all of your business expenses. But we don't have a bookkeeper, right?、Uh, we have a person called Mr. D. He, Mr. D is my bookkeeper. He keeps、uh, things in check every few months. So yes, so that's just one more thing that I wanted to mention. Now I know. Speaking of brand partnerships, often getting payments, extracting payments from brands can be a little bit difficult.、Um, as you may know,、uh, usually it is a net thirty, net sixty, or net ninety term. And what that means is, once you sign the contract and you deliver the、um, product that you created, which is the post that you created, then the brand will have to pay you within thirty days, or sixty days, or ninety days. Depending on your contract, so how can you follow up with these payments if they don't pay you? Repeatedly and politely. Yeah. So Mr. D is pretty good at like、uh, chasing payments and stuff for me.、Uh, he does help me craft some nice emails. And basically, we would just recommend you be very polite and professional. And if it is after the net thirty day. Then follow up and say hi. It has been X number of days since the payment was due. I would like to follow up、uh, kindly with the payment and when I should be expecting it. Something similar to that should suffice. And 
I do have to say, unfortunately, as creators, we are responsible for our own finances. And so you need to go and chase any brand that doesn't pay you. It has happened to me before. The longest I've chased a brand, I think it's half a year, but I didn't really chase them. Like I just kind of like emailed once or twice and then I left it for four months and then I chased one last time and then they just paid me right away. But you know, the thing is they just forgot. So it happens. So make sure to always be diligent with uh, keeping track of when your money comes in and whether you need to chase it or not. Like you have a Google Sheet, right? Yes. So I made a Google Sheet to keep track of my partnership, when I signed the contract, what the deliverable were, the deliverables were, who my contact was, what their email was, and how much I got paid, and whether it's already paid. So it's all documented, and at the end of the year, when I have to uh, report my income, it's also really easy to see exactly how much I made from mm -hmm. brands. Thanks again for tuning in to the Full-Time Influencer Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with someone who could benefit from it, and I'll see you in the next one.